You know, the other day I actually had a really good joke that I don't remember it now. That's the worst part. That's apparently how good it was. Right. But it was virus related, but it was like computer virus related. And I said, well, I guess I think it had something to do with it didn't have the uh, proper PPE or something like that to combat the virus. I don't know. It was stupid. It was really stupid. I'll be honest. I got it. I got a good laugh for about three seconds, yeah. and then I was told to leave. <laughs> so that's how good it was, apparently. Get out of here. Yeah, pretty much. So, you know, like, you know it's not for everybody. It's for a lower brow audience, I guess. Right. But speaking of said audience, welcome to the Parental Advisory Movie Podcast. <laughs> I am your host, Jeff Wall. Uh, we are virus-free. As far as we know. Yeah. Yeah. So and we work in the hospital. Who knows? Yep. So who knows what we've been exposed to. <laughs> yep. Or thankfully not to people. Oh wait, not that kind of way at least. Right. <laughs> thankfully for them both. <laughs> and with me, my co host. Uh, Patrick Terry. Yes. Welcome, my friend. Thank you. Uh I did o I tell the listeners though, um, when you said you were on your way, I almost asked be sure you had your PPE on. <laughs> but then I <laughs> I was like, no, I don't want him actually mistakenly think that I actually mean him needs to have PPE on. <laughs> Personal protective equipment. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. No. None of that. Nope. <laughs> nope. We're good. So he's got water. I've got some OJ and some uh, my regular water. I already finished two coffees. I think I'm good. All right. Also, and everybody, because everybody who listens knows I kind of have this cough that I've had forever. Yeah. A lot of it is allergies. And uh, I put creamer in my coffee, either put the peppermint mocha creamer, or I put the Reese's peanut butter cup creamer in there, and right. I can find it. And so I put that in there, so when I'm drinking coffee, the the milk and the creamer produces a lot more mucus, because that's kind of what milk does, yeah. which then causes me to have more, which then goes down, and then I cough. Yep, so... Everybody keeps thinking, oh, you got that? I'm like, bro, I've been coughing for months. Where have you been? Right. So I'm drinking coffee. It's just, settle down. Just, just mucus buildup. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you want to hear it? Because I'll... <laughs> can produce it pretty easy. <laughs> yeah. So, no. <laughs> so other than that, what's new? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, everybody's dealing with this. I'm just going to call it the C-Virus. I've been playing Resident Evil 6, and that's what they got in there, the C-Virus. So no, not the Rev-9 from <laughs> Terminator Dark Dark Fate? No. No. Um, finished uh, training my my trainee. Okay, so cool. Finished that for the week. Um, bad week as far as going to the gym, because I didn't go this week. Okay. I was kind of tired from doing things I normally don't do, walking around a lot, so that kind of substituted. So I did exercise in a way. Okay, got a lot that's of cool. In. He had a counter. I think one day we did like six <coughs> miles. So, Holy crap. So we were walking a lot. So I'd say so. So I think that counts. <laughs> just didn't lift any weights. Just did a lot of cardio. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's basically it. Just adjusting to the hospital changes and yeah. trying to get sleep. As we and, are. Yeah, that's, that's about it. Okay. Not much Not much else. Did manage to see a couple of movies. Good. And um, yeah, ready to rock and roll. Cool. <laughs> um. Yeah, uh, Grayson hasn't had dance because Wilson County Schools was out. Um, so they just canceled dance. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, my son had school except for Thursday, Friday. They canceled it, and now he's on spring break. So he's yeah. in the back. Yeah, he's in the back uh, playing uh, Xbox last I checked. Like Minecraft because he wanted $2. Gonna hand me two dollars and change so he can get some Minecraft. I was like, bro, just go put it somewhere and just two dollars is fine. Yeah, gotta get really loose, keep the folding. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. so he's back doing that, and then my daughter's preschool's still open, so we're thankful for that. So we're just kind of plugging along, kind of like yourself. And um, yeah, Grace and I went and saw a movie Tuesday, which we'll talk about, and then about it. I didn't go. I was gonna try and go. Um, because everybody's talking about social distancing, don't be around people. Well, uh, thankfully for me, the movie theaters at 10 o'clock at night during the week are the perfect place to go when you need to social distance yourself. That's true. Because half the time, there's more people, there's less people there than there are in my house. So, <laughs> so, <True. laughs> 
I'm trying to do my social distancing. I'm going to the theater. Anyways, I didn't do it this week. Um, Red boxed instead, and uh, yeah, man, just Red Box streaming. So yeah, I did manage to go Friday to see see a movie. Talking about it later. Okay. And then um, my daughter didn't want to see the other movie I'm going to talk about. Okay. And due to um, see virus, she's out of school yeah. for a week, Rutherford County. Gotcha. And then her spring break starts next week, so she's going to be out two weeks. There you go. Yeah, kids are suffering. Yeah. Bless so. our hearts. <laughs> but, but yeah, she's happy. And then, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, um, but my son's martial arts class, still plugging away. So we're going this afternoon, and All he's right. going to get in tomorrow. And yeah, they're plugging right along. So I'm like, All right, cool. Works for me. He's testing in two weeks, so trying to get all his, make sure he gets all his dates in and all his or his days in. Yeah. Um, so he'll be good to go test for a solid orange belt. So cool. So that's good there. Um, oh, I, bugger. Um, if people haven't heard, uh, Quiet Place has been postponed. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> but. So it was only the it was the only movie this month I was actually looking forward to going to see, but whatever. This is both uh, John Krasinski said, you know, the part of what made the first one so popular was that it was a kind of movie you have to have, you know, you want to see with the full theater. So uh, with everything going on, they're postponing it so that everyone can have the shared, same shared experience whenever they see the second one. Right. Which sounds great in theory. I'm going to go ahead and call bullshit and just say, no, the studio wants people to show up and people aren't going to go to the movies. So they want a bigger box office draw. That's and that's the real reason why they postponed it. They knew they weren't going to make money. So like, nah, we'll hold off. Well, yeah, we'll just, it's fine. We, yeah. you know, we can we'll wait till this all blows over. Hopefully it's not like fast nine when it gets delayed for a whole year. <laughs> Man. I was looking forward to that too, even though it's ridiculous, but I was looking forward it's, to that. Hey, it's, you know, People look forward to different movies, and I mean, I'm definitely looking forward to that one. And they're postponing Bond, which also irritates the hell out of me, because that's the only movie I was looking forward to in April. Yeah. So I was like, you sons of bitches. <laughs> I think Mulan got delayed. I'm Did pretty, it? Because yeah. it's supposed to come out I'm pretty in sure, the month. I'm pretty sure Black Widow might get delayed. <laughs> Ugh. So I'm just like, it's ruining my piece. <laughs> yeah, y'all, y'all, y'all be... But all these other lesser ones are ones... ones <laughs> You know, we're just like, okay, that's fine. It's like, we're not going to make money anyway. We'll just put it out. <laughs> son of a bitch. You sons of bitches. Um, but yeah, and then I sent you that link yesterday. I'll, if I remember, I'll post it on our on our group page that this past weekend was the worst, <laughs> worst, uh, I guess, box office uh, draw in two dec- over two decades. But I'm like, well, considering what you had coming out. Yeah, I mean, January wasn't really much. And then so far, last month, it was kind of the same. Yeah. Maybe one or two. Yeah. I think January, Bad Boys might have been the best movie that month. Yep. And mm-hmm. then last you, year was, I mean, last month was. Um, you wanted to think Birds of Prey, but it still wasn't even that great. I don't know, I think I still have last month's calendar. To, um, Sonic, maybe? Yeah, that might have been the more successful. Yeah, <laughs> most successful one out of the rest. Yeah, In- Invisible Man was so that was I don't know box office wise, but otherwise, yeah, it was probably about so it. Um, they only had a seventy dollars budget, so it brought money. Yeah, <laughs> it did it. But, but um, I, yeah, so. this is this is messing with our <laughs> with our eco. Yeah. The you know what the ben- the good thing is though, even though movies don't aren't coming out. They're still coming out at Redbox. They're still coming out streaming. Things that don't necessarily affect, at least us, as far as our show. Because yeah. we still have stuff we haven't seen. Still have movies we can talk about. Right. So that, so we'll still keep recording you know, if movies that we want to see are getting postponed or whatever. Because it's a beauty. There's there's, stuff out there. <laughs> there's over 100 years worth of movies for us to talk about. I think we could find something. Oh, yeah. It shouldn't take much. Mm-hmm. Um Especially for me, it won't take much. Um, so I guess that's it. I guess we ought to kind of work our way into. Uh, you get to go first this week. So All right. 
Hit me with your best shot. Dude. <laughs> so I saw two movies. Um, I'm starting with the most recent one. I, I did watch Bloodshot. Um, I managed to, I managed to watch it. I'll just say that. <laughs> um, so it was, this was released last week on the 13th. Uh, 109 minutes. And the director, David S.F. Wilson, this is his feature uh, directorial debut. Okay. So uh, the budget is uh, $45 million. And then the box office itself, so far, has only brought in 25.6. So we have uh, Vin Diesel as Ray Garrison, a.k.a. Bloodshot. Uh, I guess this is Isa Gonzalez as Katie or KT. The letter's KT. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> uh, Sam Hugan or Hogan mm. as Jimmy Dalton. Toby Cabell, Mac- Martin Axe. Kebble, yeah. Kebble. Yeah, uh, like Guy Pierce as Dr. Emil Harding. Okay. Toby Kebble's done a bunch of mocap stuff. Mm-hmm. You think Doug Jones has done a lot? Toby Kebble played um, oh, the ape that had the scar in the second uh, Planet of the Apes movies, and he's done a lot of mocap work. And been he, um, <laughs> for the few, for like the handful of people that saw the most recent Fantastic Four, he played Doctor Doom. So. Mm-hmm. But he's been in a lot. He's one of those character actors you know. You're like, oh, yeah. Okay, now right you don't now, know the name, but you know you've seen him. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so the <clears throat> movie is based on uh, Valiant Comics, character and comic book of the same name. Uh, basically, from I was, there's actually a YouTube channel where they talk about comic books, and they happen to be talking about Bloodshot. Basically, he's like a hired gun who... Has his memory erased after each mission and then sit down again to complete another mission. And, you know, the trailer for the movie kind of gave a lot away in a way, then it kind of hid stuff in a way. Uh, but Ray Garrison is a former soldier in the military. Wakes up with no idea who he is or what's going on, but later it's revealed he got himself killed and was brought back through using nanotechnology. And this technology allows him to instantaneously heal any damage he's received. As you see in the trailer, I think it takes a shotgun, shot to the face, and part of his skin blows off mm-hmm. uh, revealing his jawbone his ear flies off and then the nanotech just heals him up almost oh. like Deadpool Wolverine right but it's technology not there his DNA um, I mean overall I thought it was decent it's not great it was like a couple of moments where I was just kind of like how's he doing this how's he doing it I don't really explain a <coughs> lot um, I don't know if this I don't think this is going to give away much of the story but there's a part where he leaves and they're trying to track him and then somehow he's able to hack their system to I guess use their GPS to find people he needs to take out and he's like how is he doing this I'm like yeah I'm wondering the same thing how is he doing it? yeah because <laughs> they don't explain anything but um I mean if you've seen the trailer you kind of know where it's going it's predictable you know he pretty much figures you know everything out but as far as the action I mean it's a decent action uh, the the first action piece where we kind of see his ability to heal. And then at the end, it's kind of more like the Fast Fury stuff is just real ridiculous, jumping off buildings and defying gravity and physics. Uh, but I guess it kind of fits the story. You know, it's a comic book character. and But uh, it was decent. I don't think it's a terrible, terrible time to be watching this movie. But... Um, I don't know if you necessarily have seen it in the theater, but um, I enjoyed it. Okay. Because, yeah. um, I mean, if you watch the trailer, kind of you kind of get an idea. Like you, yeah. If you see that, you're not going to get like surprised. No. Like wondering why this wasn't better. It's no. it is what it is. Yeah, because I watched the trailer again before leaving. I was like, yeah, pretty much everything in that you could figure it out. <laughs> yeah, you're like, okay. You know, it's, what a Vin, it's a Vin Diesel action. I'm not putting too much yeah. into it. And I mean, he's got his wife beat her on. He's like, yeah. man, it was just Dom. <laughs> Dom in a different setting. Just there you go, Dom with healing powers. Yeah. <laughs> so at least we know we, at least we know what he was doing during when they were filming Hobbs and Shaw when he wasn't throwing a hissy fit about it. Right. So that means basically doing stuff he does in Fast and Furious now. Just yeah. doing stuff he should die from, but right. You know, so maybe he's got nanotech in him. We Who just knows? Don't know yet. But the way they're going, they'll probably be. Revealed that he's got that technology that uh, Idris Elba had in yeah. Hobbs and Shaw. So that's why he's able to do crazy stuff. So he's 
Well, he is Groot, so yeah. yeah. Black Superman and Groot see? going after always, each other. See that? Always Groot can blow up as long as a piece left. Yep. Heels. He heals. See. Ray Garrison, Bloodshot. I mean, there's at least one part where I think he actually blew up and then came together. <laughs> I was like, okay, that's a bit much, but, <laughs> but yeah, I'm like, just <coughs> imagination, just use it. <laughs> yep, just roll with it. Yeah. And um, second movie I went to see Friday after work. I was bummed that they were that they delayed it last yeah. year, but they finally released it this year. The Hunt. Oh yeah. So. I'll say like the trailer that they released, like the first trailer. Right. It's kind. Of, it's not misleading, but yeah, you don't get the idea of what it's really about. Gotcha. Like you think one thing, like oh, this is like some kind of political, social thing. Gotcha. It does have social elements in it, but it's not exactly what you think. The reason behind what's going on is not exactly what you think. So it's not like the purge. It's like where the purge is trying I mean, to make it kind more of it. Remind me of it, but. But the purge, you could tell, is more social commentary yeah. and political than. Yeah, I mean, it's like it touches out, but it's not as heavy. Gotcha. All right. Um, and I kind of describe it as um, Hunger Games for adults, in a way. Okay. <laughs> but uh, this, too, was released last week, uh, March 13th. 90 minutes, <coughs> so it's relatively short. Uh, the director is Craig Zobel. Uh, the budget, $14 million. This is also a Bloomhouse production, so that's the, you know, we see the budget. <laughs> uh, starring... Betty Gilpin, Ike Barinholtz, <clears throat> Emma Roberts, and Hilary Swank. Uh, there's a lot of other actors in here, but Betty Gilpin and Hilary Swank, those are the main two you want to really focus on. Okay. So this movie was originally scheduled to release on September 27th of last year, but was delayed due to the Dayton and El Paso mass shootings. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, I was watching a, a review after I watched the movie, and they brought up a point, like maybe this was the marketing strategy you know to delay it because they kind of pissed off some people with the trailer people got mad oh, yeah. and so they said they're all going to put it in the vault and then maybe they're planning to release it later just to make you know use it for marketing but there's no telling um so the synopsis is simple uh 12 strangers wake up in a clearing not knowing where they are or why they're here kind of like bloodshot yeah not knowing. <laughs> um but soon find out why the hunt <laughs> Uh, again, this is like Hunger Games for the adults. Uh, it's very entertaining. Uh, the deaths that occur are on the extreme side. <laughs> uh, deals with it does deal with a few social conflicts. It's it's uh, definitely a satire version of action. Okay, gotcha. Uh, I guess describe it more like a gory action thriller. Is it satirical in the way that like Ready or Not is kind of satirical in its action? In a way, because the, the, the few people that were in the crowd, like certain things would happen. I mean, I was laughing a lot. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's dark humor. It's got dark yeah, yeah. humor. It's real, yeah. real Just dark. like Ready or Not is. Yeah. yeah. So it's okay. really, the humor is really dark. Um, and again, the first trailer with the perfect bait and switch, it kind of paints a different picture than what we're shown. And then I will say, like, if you don't like anything in the main movie, once you get to the last act of the, there's a fight sequence. Mm-hmm. You'll really enjoy that. That that was that was that was real fun. Um, <clears throat> but overall, like this, I wasn't. I was kind of worried that they were gonna maybe change some things. Maybe because I, I, nobody, apparently nobody's seen the movie. A lot of people that were mad about. It just got mad because of the trailer, right? Because they're even in their advertisement. It's, it's usually what it is. <laughs> yeah, because in their advertisement they would say this is you know the most controversial music controversial movie that no one's seen. So I'm like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> So Twitter, <laughs> yeah, right. And I mean, there's there's kind of a twist where you got some Twitter-ish type things going yeah. on that may be why this is happening. But um, it was a fun movie. I mean, I just I really enjoyed it. It's it, it was, I guess you can say maybe Tarantino light. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> I mean, I got elements of Hunger Games, even a little Kill Billish. Um, but um, it's just surprise. Okay. <laughs> Pleasantly surprised by the end. Hilary Swank looked great. Okay. It's crazy as she was, but <laughs> but uh, it was it was it was it was an enjoyable movie. Okay. I really, I really liked it. I think compared to the two that I've seen, that's the one that I had more fun watching. Okay. Well. Yeah. I should say something too. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, dude. Um. All right. So. Uh, 
I, uh, Tuesday, Grace and I asked Yorick if he wanted to go see Onward. Mm. Hey, dude, want to go see Onward? Man, oops. He was like, no. I don't watch the trailer. He's like, I said, doesn't look good? Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm like, bro, it's like right up your alley. It's like fantasy. It's like wizards and stuff. I'm yeah. like, yo. That's like it. I think you'll like it. It once you sit and watch it, I think you'll actually like it. Yeah. Please. No. It's, <laughs> it's just like I was like, so you're at like a negative zero interest on this movie? Yeah, pretty much. So all right, man. Mm-hmm. I guess I'll because I was going to try and take him last, not this weekend, not this past one, but I guess weekend before. Right. And he's like, no, because I was like, all right, hell, I guess I'll take Grayson to go see it Tuesday then. Yeah. <laughs> So that's what I did. So Tuesday, Grace and I, because she wanted to go see it. Yeah. She thought it looked funny. She she thought the uh, <laughs> the unicorns that also kind of act like cats, <laughs> they hiss like cats. Wow. It's just really funny. And uh, so she thought it, you know, so she wanted to go see it. And she thought it looked funny. I'm like, all right. So we went. Uh, so, yeah, so Tuesday we went. And... Uh, She's really excited, and then it kind of started, and <laughs> off and on throughout the film, she was laughing, she was very excited, yeah. and then there'd be a kind of part that's not really even scary, but one thing I've learned after taking her to the movies last last year and this year, mm-hmm. she doesn't like villains, <laughs> which makes it hard right. to, for her to, <laughs> like, well, every movie's going to have a bad guy Grayson unless it's Frozen 2 where there is no villain (laughs) which is why she likes it Um, but you know so it's about me trying to explain to her now granted there was only like two other you know parents with kids in there and then that was it it was like probably not even 10 people total I mean it's a 4 o'clock matinee on a Tuesday chances of that happening were going to be small or the chances of having that many people in there were going to be about the same you know, virus and no virus. Yeah. Um, getting off work. Yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, I was, I was like, well, like she hated, uh, so they're to kind of get too, so I don't get too far ahead. It's basically set in a suburban fantasy world where, um, two teenage elf brothers embark on a quest to discover there is still magic out there basically because they, their, their dad had passed away and on, um, on Ian's 16th, played by Tom, voiced by Tom Holland, um, that on his 16th birthday, you know, he's supposed to be given this present, and so his mom brings him this present from their dad who had passed away. Right. And it's this magical staff, and um, with instructions on how to cast a spell, which will bring back their dad for one day. Okay. So... His older brother, um, Barley, played by, or voiced by, Chris Pratt, so Star Wars and Spider-Man, yeah. <laughs> uh, going on an adventure, which would be something. Um, they, uh, so there used to be magic in the world, and then as they evolved with electricity, and with ever, you know, basically every other human uh, invention, right? But you know, they didn't need magic because they had practical ways of doing things. Nah. So um, the only person that was still really believing in kind of the old times and you know the history and the magic of everything was Chris Pratt's character. Okay. So he knows all about the spells and different, you know, uh, different things from history from when it from the old days, more or less. Right. And Tom Holland doesn't know any of that because he's not interested in that. He's just kind of this awkward teen, more or less, that doesn't have a whole lot of friends. Okay. So he, uh, you know, that they're both trying. Both of them are dealing with the loss of their father different ways. I think it was a year. No, it's been because he was a baby, so he doesn't really. So Ian doesn't really remember his dad at all. Okay. And uh, Barley only has like a few memories. So, uh, yeah. So they and the mom's like working all the time to try and help provide and all this stuff. So they go on this. So the 
they uh, there's a phoenix stone that helps cast spell, mm-hmm. and they get halfway through it and the stone breaks. So they've only got half their dad. So pants down, pants okay. and shoes, and that's it. No top. So they have to come up like with this outfit to put on top. You know, so it kind of looks like a mummy. It almost looks like the Invisible Man from the original. Wow. Kind of looks like with the goggles and a hat and yeah. wearing a vest and stuff, and it's pretty funny. And the only way the dad the, the dad can communicate is through, like, tapping with his feet. So Morse code. Yeah, more or less. <laughs> but, you know. And so they have him, like, attached to, like, a dog leash to his, wa- to his waistband so he can't wander off. Right. It's, it's actually pretty funny and clever. Um, and so Barway's kind of a screw up, like he means well, but he keeps screwing up. Yeah. And so he, uh, but they, they decide to go on this adventure to try and find the other Phoenix stone that's out there, which he knows from his history books and his, uh, you know, his reading and stuff from the old. And so they could finish doing this, but they've only got like a certain amount of time. Right. To finish the spell before they can't see their dad ever again, you know, anymore. Yeah. It's, and so it's basically like a road trip at that point, like a road movie, as I would refer to it, a road movie where they have obstacles and meet different people. And then the mom finds out what happened. And so they're, she's trying to get, she's trying to uh, go after him, you know, and her mom's dating this police officer who's a, uh, is it a centaur? Are they? Half human body, half horse. Dude, that's centaur. That sounds right. I think so. So, yeah, but he's a police officer. But he still drives a car, even though he's part horse. But it's because they've adapted. You know, they've adapted to... He's like, well, why run when I've got a car? I'm like, exactly. Right. Exactly. My years in law enforcement, that's exactly... I'm like, oh, my God, I'm a centaur. (laughs) It's like... I was like, dear Lord, why am I, why am I, why am I relating to this? <laughs> All too well. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's so good. But Grayson had a problem with Barley because he's a screw up. Right. And she thinks he's kind of a villain because he's, because he is kind of the bigger, he is kind of the bigger of, I guess would be scary looking just because of his size. Yeah. Comparatively. And so... And so it's kind of, she's just like, I don't like him. I go, I say, he means well, Grace. He's just trying to help his brother. He's just not very good at it. Yeah. So you know when you try and help people sometimes, and you're trying to do your best, but sometimes you're just not good at something. Right. I said, but you're still, you know, you're still trying to help because you you want to help. Yeah. I said, that's basically the brother. He's putting forth the effort. It's, yeah, it's just, (laughs) you know, some people just struggle. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I had to. I had to try and rationalize. You know, I'm trying to explain things during the movie about why, you know, this person's not bad. They're just, you know, trying to help. They're just not good at it. Right. But that's maybe, that's, but maybe he'll learn to be a better helper in the True. throughout the movie. We had to keep watching. Because by 15 minutes in, she was like, done. She's like, I don't like this movie. Like, I'm like, oh, hell no. We're here. We're watching this. We lost her. Yeah. I'm like, but it's just because, you know, her brother was in, because Chris Pratt's character was an idiot. Yeah. So, um, overall, she ended up, she stuck with it. And ended up really liking the movie and That's thought it was good. funny and thought it was good. Um, there's some great moments in it. And I really, I enjoyed it too. Um, it had some good funny moments. And uh, there's a, you know, of course I teared up at the end because that's what I do. Yeah. Um, it is a Pixar movie, right? Yeah, it's Pixar. It's the first one that's not... It's the first one that does that's uh, I guess not creator, not under John Lasseter's Pixar because it's after he left. Okay. So, um, but yeah, no, the and of course animation's great. You know the story's, you know the story's decent. It's fun. I like the idea. Yeah. Of it, um, before the movie, uh, kind of a surprise. Because Disney now owns The Simpsons. Yeah. They had a Simpsons short or short cartoon play before it called Play Date with Destiny. Yeah. And it was uh, Maggie. So March takes Maggie to a playground. She meets a new boy. 
and they become friends, but then, and they play. And so when they had to leave, you know, she was very sad. So the next day she was ready to go back again. Right. Except Marge hands her off to Homer. Homer goes to a different park that's like a skate park, which is like super dangerous and all this other stuff. Of course. (laughs) Because it's Homer. And then, uh, but she sees the boy over on the other playground. It's right next to it. And she really wants to go there and she and so she misses it and then she had a hard time sleeping she there's like this little dream montage of her and the boy and it's really adorable yeah and then the the next day you know she gets passed off to homer again and she ends up t- turning the car around like taking control of the steering wheel and right. turning around no. yep <laughs> and it was just it's a really cute and very sweet cartoon that's cool yeah i, I was like oh this is cute and like I don't. It's one of those you're like. I don't know why they put it in front of this, but maybe they're just testing the water for some new Simpsons stuff. Maybe I don't know, but but no, it was cute. I I enjoyed it. So if you're a Simpsons fan, you'll enjoy this before watching the movie. So um, so that's onward. Onward is good. I yeah, definitely recommend. Good family movie. Um. I'm thinking my unless, wants to see it, but she's unless unless your kid doesn't like unless your kid doesn't like villains, then <laughs> they may not like. And really, there's no actual villain in this. It's again, it's a journey. Okay. But it's just they they have to overcome different obstacles and. So there's like no person that's in their way. It's more just less. It's just stuff. obstacles that are in their way. Okay. So cool. it's a better version of Frozen. Also, there's no singing. So. Yes. That's a plus. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, I ended up watching this yesterday because um, I had heard some people talk about it, and uh, I had it in my queue to watch eventually. But I watched Troop Zero on Amazon Prime, mm-hmm. and uh, our friends at the Strange South actually talked about it because they watched it, and they live in Alabama, and it's about. Georgia in 1977, which year I was born. Um, And it's a basically rural 77 Georgia. A misfit girl dreams of life in outer space when a competition officer, a chance to be a, uh, to be recorded on NASA's golden record. She recruits a makeshift troop of uh, birdie scouts, which is kind of like Girl Scouts, uh, forging friendships that last a lifetime. So they, and the reason why she wants to be on this, um, why she wants to be on the recorded or be recorded on NASA's golden record is because her mom had passed away and her dad had said that, you know, her mom's up in the stars. So she wants to obviously go to the stars. So, you know, yeah. And she knows a lot about, you know, spaceships and stars and stuff like that because, you know, she piqued her interest and all that. Right. So part of it is a quiz to, you know, you have to know your stuff. So she want, tried to be part of the one that was in her town, but essentially uh, was rejected and the kids kind of picked on her. Okay. So she decides to get her dad, played by Jim Gaffigan, um, comedian Jim Gaffigan, uh, who's a uh, Southern lawyer and really... I would almost say <laughs> it's almost like he's I'm not saying he's trying to make fun of a southern accent, but he's he's doing his almost like foghorn leghorn type oh, wow. southern accent, so it's yeah. a bit much. It's a little over the top, but it's <laughs> Yeah, it's a little over exaggerated, but it's it's fine. I mean, it's not too distracting cuz he's not in it a ton. Right. But, you know. Um Viola Davis plays essentially uh his assistant or secretary or whatever, his partner, I guess. Um, and she's the one that actually is, he puts her in charge of, of weeding this group of birdie scouts, okay. even though she doesn't have any kids, you know, didn't want any, no you know, it's just, yeah. So, but that's kind of, he's kind of delegated her, her duties to doing that. So they get a group of uh, five kids or four other kids and they, all they have to do, each person just has to earn one pouch or one patch 
in order to go make it to the Jamboree, in order for the troop to make it to the Jamboree. So it's about the obstacles they have trying to earn these patches. And it's, I mean, it's a great family movie. Like, I, it was really cute. I'm like, I was just watching this while I'm, I was watching this while I was putting away laundry and, you know, doing stuff and and cleaning. It was just really cute. I I really liked having it on, you know, just having it on. It's just fun. Um, It stars McKenna Grace, who, uh, and Alice and Janie, both of them starred in I, Tanya. McKenna Grace played the younger version of, Tanya Harding, when she was a kid, and then uh, obviously Alice and Jenny won her her Oscar for playing <laughs> Tanya Harding's mom. Um, otherwise, it didn't have a whole lot of other people other than Jim Gaffigan. Oh, Mike Epps is in it, um, kind of a small role, and then um, like I said, Viola Davis. It's a fun movie. It's a fun movie. I mean, it's if you got kids, this would be a good, cute little. Especially girls, because it's mostly girls. There was one boy in the, in the troop. Really? Yeah, because um, the reason why he's in it's because he also lost his mom. Okay. So they're best friends because they both, you know, they live next door and they don't have. So he just kind of gets. Yeah. Because okay. you know he wants to be a part of it, you know, because yeah. he wants to be a part of something. So he's part of that, and yeah. So you know, it's very inclusive, I guess you could say. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, so it was awesome. Uh, yeah, it's just a lot of fun. I mean, it's it reminds me of like some of the old, uh, like ABC or uh, what was it Sunday night movies that Disney used to do. Yeah. Way back in like back in the eighties and stuff, it looks like one of those that I would watch. Okay. Um, it was just a lot. Yeah, it's good. It's really cute. I would definitely recommend it. Um, I'm curious if York would like it if I can get him to sit to watch it, even though it's it's girls. You know, Grayson watched part of it, but not all of it. She watched part of it, though. Yeah. Wanted to see what, what all was going on. And uh, so the other two movies I watched, I redboxed because um, I'm trying to get caught up. I watched Bombshell and Uncut Gems, finally. Yes. Finally got to see both. I was very excited. Um, so I watched Bombshell first because that's the one I've been looking forward to the most to try and see. And just can never get out to see it. <laughs> right. It was never playing at a decent hour, you know, after. Um, so I uh, so I watched it at an earlier hour on my laptop in the bedroom. Because so I watched it on a DVD player. It would be too loud and, you know, Ruth would be trying to sleep. So I'll just put it on the laptop. There you go. Put it at a decent volume. If not, I could plug my headphones in either way. There you go. Um, so I did that. And... I enjoyed it. Um, I don't know what I was expecting, yeah. you know, from it. Like I've seen the trailer, and I kind of, you know, I had an idea what it was about. Right. Um, so, <laughs> trying to find a good way to talk, about, like a where to start talking about it. So, um, kind of a rehash for because it's been a while since you've talked about it. Yeah. Um. Obviously, it's about the group of women that take on Fox News' uh, head, Roger Ailes, um, on the toxic you know, atmosphere and environment that he presided over at the network. And so it's directed by Jay Roach, um, who, um, excuse me, he's produced a lot of movies. Um, he's produced 34 and directed 23. So he... Directed All the Way, which is a HBO movie about when did you, about uh, LBJ, which I think I watched part of. Uh, had him and uh, Brian Cranston and Anthony Mackie were in it. Okay. Uh, he directed Trumbo with Brian Cranston about the uh, blacklist um, during the fifties, McCarthy era, and he directed the Brink, you know, an episode of the Brink on HBO. Directed the campaign. Uh, he directed Game Change, the HBO movie with about Sarah Palin and John McCain. That was really good. Jennifer Schmucks, Recount, Meet the Fockers. One of my favorites, Austin Powers in Goldmember. Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> uh, the first Meet the Parents. Basically all the Austin Powers movies and Mystery Alaska, which is hands down one of my favorite movies. Definitely one of my favorite Russell Crowe movies. 
Um, which obviously Russell Crowe plays Roger or no Roger Ailes is played by John Lithgow in this movie. However, Russell Crowe plays him in the I think it's the HBO movie that they did about okay. Roger Ailes. Yeah. Okay. <coughs> Excuse me. So he's used to doing a lot of political type movies and TV shows and stuff like that. Um, also stars Charlize Theron as Megan Kelly, who I thought was. Like, spot on. Like, I actually, like, I don't even know what all they did to Transformer, but she, like, spot on looked like her. Like, I'm like, boys, cause I went yeah. some videos. I was like, crap. <laughs> yeah, this is scary good. Yes. No. Um, Nicole came and played Gretchen Carlson, which I thought she did really good. Mm-hmm. Margot Robbie plays, uh, <coughs> excuse me, Kayla Pistol. Wow, that's a weird, that's a name. Um, which is uh, a mixture of several different people placed, yeah. basically put into one character. Yeah. And Withgal plays uh, Roger Ailes. Um, Allison Janney's in it. Malcolm McDowell plays Rupert Murdoch. Kate McKinnon's in it. Connie Britton's in it. I mean, it's uh, Rob Delaney from, uh, I think it's Catastrophe. Is that the show he's on? And uh, he played uh, Peter. Hey, it's Peter. In Deadpool 2. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, and then Mark Duplass, one of my favorite actors, um, plays Megan Kelly's uh, husband. Stephen Root's in it. I mean, it's just a, yeah, go on and on about everybody in it. Um, Andy Buckley, um, if, you're an off- if you're a fan of the show The Office, he, um, he played, uh, oh, shoot, what's his name? From Corporate. Uh, on the office, anyway, drawing a blank. Um, he's in it. I was like, David Wallace. I was like, oh my god, David Wallace is in this because I couldn't remember his real name. Um, so I liked the movie, okay? I enjoyed it, I found it very entertaining. Yeah, it's very much, it's very much for a specific audience, and by that, I mean. It's very, I'm not saying that it's not, uh, I'm trying to, I mean, it's not, I'm not trying to be diplomatic. I'm just trying to say, like, I, like, I could see where, like, this is made for, like, a liberal audience. This is like, you know, they're kind of right up their jam, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, you know, getting at Fox News and all this stuff. Yeah. I could see where it's, could be, like, uh, kind of like Vice, you know, people that liked a lot of people that enjoyed Vice liked it because, you know, it was painting Dick Cheney as a bad person, which, you know, I don't think that's in dispute. But right. <laughs> um, but it doesn't do them any fa- doesn't do them any favors either. Um, like, I see what they're trying to do. So I thought the characters are really well done in the sense that I thought each actress and actor, each person did a great job portraying the person they're portraying. Right. That's not the problem I really had with the movie. The part I really kind of had was just the overall story. Okay. It just seemed more like just kind of going through them. Like there was kind of going through the motions. I didn't feel like it, like I get their careers were at stake, but I didn't feel like if you're going to dramatize something like this, you know, they usually add in extra things to make it, Kind of embellish things a little bit. Yeah, to kind of make it more entertaining. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying it necessarily needed it. Because the once there's a scene where uh, Megan Kelly's at her house. Her and her husband are in their bedroom. And they see a guy, or the daughter comes in saying that there was a someone taking pictures out in their yard. Yeah. So they go out to go look, and yeah, there's a paparazzi or whatever. Right. But that's really about the only thing you see out of how, like, Things are in it. They're just, I didn't see a whole lot of tension. I guess yeah. that's what I'm trying to get at. Okay. There didn't seem like there was just a lot of tension. It just seemed like they just, a lot of going through the motions. Okay. I don't know, like this, this. That happened, that happened, yeah. this happened. Yeah, they're just trying to kind of more or less like a checklist of things to yeah. do. So that's kind of the real, because I was trying to think about this movie. I'm like, I like this movie. So, okay, why do I like this movie? And start thinking about overall, why, you know, what it was. I mean, yeah, like it's like, oh, cool, so and so is playing this character. 
oh, cool, this person's playing. That's, I'll be honest, that was probably about 35% of the movie was me doing that. Maybe <laughs> more, I don't know. I yeah. Just kind of spitballing. So I don't know if because of the hair and the makeup, which I think they want hair and makeup, which they should, yeah. actually. because I mean, It's the only movie that was really that yeah. was part of it. Right. Sure, it might look like how they're supposed to look. Yeah. Um, but again, the acting was great. Like the, I thought what they, what the uh, actors and actresses brought to the movie was really good. But it, I don't know. Like I, there's like just still something about the movie that's kind of bugging me. Yeah. So I just, like I get it, um, and I get what they were trying to do is trying to bring light to you know, sexual harassment in the workplace and what it's like at Fox News, but obviously it's going on everywhere. Yeah. This one's just the one that really made such headlines about it. Um, so I think there's a lot there, but it just seems like it was missing something. I'm not sure what. It just seems like it was kind of, it fell short on something. Okay. So, again, I did enjoy it. I just, it just still felt like something was missing from it. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, Charlize Theron as Megan Kelly was just crazy, and I don't know enough about Gretchen Carlson to yeah, kind of. I didn't know much about any of this. I didn't know much about. I mean, I've heard the name, right? But I just didn't really know much about them to where watching this, I'm like, oh. But I did enjoy the performances. Yeah, yeah. and it does try to make it does try and make, and the one thing it does do is make it to where. Uh, Make you make uh, Megan Kelly seem more sympathetic, like you, like you feel bad for her, even yeah. even if you don't like what she, even if you don't like her professionally, you can at least try and feel feel some sort of empathy from a personal standpoint. Standpoint, yeah. kind of like kind of like the Taylor Swift movie. Like I was <laughs> like, still don't really professionally, I'm not really a fan, but personally, okay, I became more empathetic and more understanding, more in respect her more. So. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so then the last one I watched was Uncut Gems finally also watching that I honestly don't know what to think of this movie <laughs> there's a lot going on in it it's so weird it's so weird like who do you root for? you're not rooting for anybody like which even when makes you, it hard even for even me even when you get close to doing it something else happens like it's, you see him try and redeem himself and then he just like eh, fuck it you know? yeah like you have, like, no, like he's, you, you have an opportunity <laughs> to, to go this way, but you just stay going where you were going. Yeah, there's like no redemption for him. Like he's not trying to, re- like he's not learning a lesson. No. Where he's trying to redeem himself. It makes you dislike Kevin Garnett through parts of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, but, uh, all right. <laughs> <coughs> so. Uncut Gems, Adam Sandler, um, Kevin Garnett playing himself, but I guess I'm a, hopefully a character characterization version of himself. Yeah. Um, with Keith Stanfield from everything from Atlanta to Get Out to Sorry to Bother You and all these other great, yeah. yeah, photograph, like all these other great movies he's been in. Just an amazing actor. Love watching him. Uh, freaking Idina Menzel, or as John Travolta says, Idina Menzel, or whatever. However, he screwed it up at the Oscars like two years ago. I was like, Idina Menzel in this? Like the chick from Wicked? Okay. <laughs> Plays his wife. <coughs> Plays uh, Adam Sandler's wife. Yeah. So, basically, uh, Adam Sandler is an idiot in this movie. <laughs> I mean, shocker, I know, right? Yeah. Um, so he's got a bunch of debts mounting, angry collectors closing in. He's a fast-talking New York City jeweler uh, that risks everything in the hopes of staying afloat and alive. And by doing that, he uh, he gets this Ethiopian gem that's, been, that's uncut. It's just this giant rock with all these pretty colors in it. Yeah. And he buys it to try and sell in an auction. So Kevin Garnett, again, uh, Kevin Garnett comes into his uh, store 
and he's basically trying to he wants to impress him, so he brings out this rock yeah. to show him, and then Kevin Garnett sees something in it that gives him I don't know what's a good word for that. It, it makes him like he feels a connection somehow, like an uh, a spiritual connection. There we go. Okay. That's probably the best way to put that. I think yeah. he gets some sort of spiritual connection from looking in looking inside the you know the different colors of this rock. I don't. It's kind of stupid, but yeah. But you know, it it's convincing. They're like, all right. So basically, he he wants to hold on to the rock for like a day and bring it back in the morning. Right. So he trades his uh, trades in his Celtics ring, his championship ring, as collateral to hold on to it. And Adam Sandler needed back by nine o'clock the next day because he's selling it at auction. Right. He's hoping to get like a million for this rock, and. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but he still owes people, and he gets you know all all this money he gets, he goes and gambles crazy. instead of paying back his collectors. Yeah, which you know if you've got, I mean, obviously it's trying to get more money, but also you know you can tell he has an addiction to gambling. to that to gambling, and so that's where he keeps getting more and more in debt. He has a girlfriend, he has an apartment in the city, but he also has a wife and th- two or three kids. Yeah. That live uh, outside Manhattan and I think Long Island in a house, real nice house in Long Island. So, yeah. Doing too much. Yeah. <laughs> He's really gambling. <laughs> yes, always. And he doesn't learn his lessons. No. <laughs> but it's um, what I. He's good. I mean, his performance is good because he, you're like, yeah, he plays this douchebag really well. And, but you don't root for him ever in this movie. I mean, even when you want to, it's just like you can't because you know he's not going to, it's not going to end right. Yeah, <laughs> it's not going to end right at all. I'm like, this movie's not going to end good, I don't think. I said, if it does, it'd be great, but I don't, I don't, just the way this movie's been going, like halfway through, I'm like, yeah. I said, I think I already know the ending. <laughs> I wasn't wrong. Yeah. Um, but, oh, The weekend was in it. Kind yeah, of that random. Was, uh, that was kind of that was, uh, weird. Like, I, wonder if, I wonder if he just kn- like I kind of wonder if the Safety brothers like directed a couple of his music videos, and that's like how he got became, or are they just friends somehow. Like I, it's such a weird musical artist to pull yeah. <laughs> into a movie. Uh, yeah. But, Again, yeah. playing himself. But, yeah, he's yeah. there. Yep. And through his journey, I guess is a good way to put it. I guess so. The Celtics were in the championship. Well, it was the Eastern Conference Finals. This is so. 2012, I think, is when this takes place. So I guess maybe, <coughs> was, was the weekend a thing during that time? No, because uh, his girlfriend, who was taking pictures, mm-hmm. was talking about how he's an up-and-coming artist. That he's going to break big. Okay, so this is about the – so I guess he's playing himself, and this is kind of – Yeah. Okay. So he's trying to, you know, make, become a thing. So, yeah, it's supposed okay. to take place in uh, 2012 – Okay. And because uh, they found the rock in I think 2010 or something like that, because yeah. according to the movie, like they showed all that, and that's the only reason why I can remember. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's a uh, it's an interesting movie. Um, yeah. If you want to actually see Adam Sandler, as far as like an acting role, I would recommend watching this. It's definitely Redbox worthy. I I I would, I would definitely uh, agree with. Anybody on that one? I definitely red box worthy because you're not gonna feel like gypped or anything <laughs> by watching right. it that way. I mean, you can wait for streaming; that's fine. But I, you know, if you if you like Adam Sandler, you weren't able to go see this in theaters because limited release or odd times or whatever. Yeah, yeah, go red box it. Obviously, don't. It's rated R, so don't watch it around kids. It's mm-hmm. two hours, fifteen minutes long. Um. But it is an interesting film. He was I do believe he was good. I don't think he got snubbed for an Oscar or anything. Okay. I don't think so. Think um, they kinda of overhyped his performance a little bit. I think because he had played so many he'd done so many freaking Netflix Netflix version of Disney movies <laughs> as I like, refer to oh, it. It's actually good in this one. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh yeah. I remember when he could act in dramas like yeah. Funny People or Punch Drunk Love, you know, he He's got range. He's just 
It just goes where the money's at sometimes. Sometimes, you know, and it might, you know, I think some of that's contractual because sometimes they, it's like, all right, we'll let you do this. We'll let you be in this movie, but we're going to sign you to like a three movie deal. Right. Like Netflix, I think, did that. I think Netflix, you know, basically offered him a certain amount to be in like a five picture movie or something. Okay. You know, a multi one. That's why he kept coming out with different movies on Netflix, which really, for the Adam Sandler audience, is probably the best place for him. Right. Yeah. Um, at least Adam Sandler comedy, his style of comedy. Um, but no, I think this is definitely uh, one worth watching. So, Uncut Gems. Uh, trailers. Uh, dropped a new second trailer for Jungle Cruise, you know, because... People were that, begging for that. Once that still come out, <laughs> yeah, still gonna come out. Um, bad trip uh, with Little Rail Howery and Eric Andre. Yeah. It kind of looks like it's done. It looks like it's partially scripted. Yeah. Partially shot. Like I think it's shot with like regular cameras. Like it's shot like that because it looks like they took Impractical Jokers and just made it like a sketch thing between the two of them mm-hmm. on this doing making this movie like you could tell it's like a series of different like they're set pieces but they're done like almost like pranks that only the two of them know about but they're improvising yeah so it looks interesting to say the least um but yeah i think it's done more like people don't the the people don't know it yeah tiffany hash is in this right i think so okay she's the third name yeah and that's kind of what it looks like. Okay. It just, it, because it's not shot with, you know, the typical cameras. Right. Shot with like, um, home Cam- cameras or yeah, hidden cameras or something like that. Maybe the cell phone. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, and then Soul with the, the new animated one, that's coming out. Um, saw that trailer before Onward. Jamie Fox, Tina oh, Fey, yeah. and Questlove, Felicia Rashad. David Diggs, Angela Bassett, John Ratzenberger, of course, because it's a Pixar. Right. Um, basically, a musician who has lost his passion for music is transported out of his body and must find his way back with the help of an infant soul learning about herself. So, expect to come out June 19th. So, and I, think, I did finally see uh, Run Sweetheart Run trailer. They showed it yeah. before the hunt. So oh, okay. I finally did see it. But can't find it anywhere else. Right? <laughs> That's See what I'm talking about? Yeah, it looks good, doesn't it? It's Bloomhouse. Like it's it's one even now I might go see. Yeah. So. Like, all right. Yeah. Um. Let's see. I would say coming out this week would be a quiet place, but that's wrong. Yeah. And then um, the truth. I'm not sure. I can't remember which that one's about. It's the only other one showing that's coming out. Um, I'm still bummed about that though. You have no idea. How bummed I am. Um, the truth: a stormy reunion between scriptwriter Lumiere and with her famous mother and actress Fabian uh, against the backdrop of Fabian's autobiographic book in her latest role in a sci-fi picture as a mother who needs to grow old. <laughs> it's got a sounds like a Frenchy French. Um, Catherine Deneuve. Deneuve. Julia Pinoche, Ethan Hawke, uh, Clementine Grenier, and I think that's it. Um, yeah, so I think that's the only one. And doubt if it will actually come here. So I guess we'll see. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, next week we'll have a guest. Yay. As far as I know, I'm gonna do- going to confirm later right. today, tomorrow. Make sure we're still on. Um, so very excited about that. Um, I know she was wanting to talk about a couple of rom-coms she saw with her mom growing up uh, that I know we haven't discussed on her Valentine's episode. Plus, I have one. I think one. If you haven't watched it yet, I'll loan it to you. It's a movie called Away We Go with John uh, John Krasinski and Maya Rudolph. Also, Alice and Janie's in it. Maggie Gyllenhaal's in it, which is she. Just freaking hilarious in this role. Um, it's an older, not older. I mean, it's probably ten years old, even that. Um, oh, probably right at that actually. Um, 
anyway, it's one of my favorites. I think would be really cute and fun to talk about. Um, so yeah, um, but we'll still if we have seen anything, we'll still cover new movies also. So, so apparently they're still doing a double feature for Quiet Place on Wednesday. Are they? Because it wasn't listed before, but it's on there again now. Huh. No. I guess we'll stay tuned to find out. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. I mean, if they do release it, I'm going to watch it. Yeah, you and me both. <laughs> Same. Yeah. Did too. So, all right. I guess that's it. Yeah. Cool. We're, we're, we're good. <laughs> all right. For myself, Jeff Hall, and... Patrick Terry. Y'all have a safe week. Don't forget to wash your hands. You know, common sense things that people should be doing anyways. Stop buying all the toilet paper. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>